Ali, you dun, need to do that. Dun, dun. The intro that you were doing before we started. Wow, wow, You're listening to Gentlemen Don't Get Caught, a podcast about REM. I'm Lynn, and the man with the vocal plan on the other end of the line <laughs> is me, Ali. Hello. Hello, welcome. We're here to finish up uh, documents, the fifth REM full length, uh, with Oddfellow's local. One five one. How would you describe the song, Lynn? I'd describe it as a strong ending to the album, Ali. A strong ending indeed. I would describe it as a sonic brick through your window. <laughs> Smashy Unfor- smash, Lynn. Unfor- Smashy <laughs> smash. Unfortunately, that's permanently associated with a lecturer at university. Oh, what? Who threatened to come round and throw a brick through a window if we failed to draw cyclohexane uh, the correct way. <laughs> that that seems like an extreme tactic. I know, he used to get very annoyed with us for being not very good at drawing chair conformers of cyclohexane. <laughs> I Shout mean, out to all the chemists out there. Party in the chemical house. Yeah. Uh, That's got to be a genre of house music, Chemical House. Surely, I mean, surely acid, acid, acid House is a thing, so yeah. maybe it's just it's be more generic. Oh, that was a stretch. <laughs> is it just songs by the Chemical Brothers? Maybe. As with the one I love, they have discovered how much it is to start lines with, Fire! Yes. <laughs> yes, a lot of... I don't know uh, which came first, the one I love or Oddfellows Local, but uh, yeah, very enjoyable. There's, there's like a whole story to this song that's a little bit... It's a little bit obtuse, mm. but it's kind of not... It's like there's enough detail there that I just keep trying to work out what the story is. Like a like a thread that's kind of elusive, but it's still there and you're still trying to grab yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. It feels like a kind of vague play. Okay, like so... Vague plot for a play, but... So following this thread, where did it lead you? Well, I don't know. So Oddfellows Local 151 sounds like... Is it a union? It sounds like a union, right? So it's like a union building. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Behind the firehouse, obviously. Behind the firehouse somewhere. Is it me, or do American unions have like slightly more eccentric-sounding names? In my I think very, they do have more very limited names. experience. Yeah, I think based on also my limited experience of watching The Sopranos. I don't know. <laughs> That's always talking about unions and that. I think it depends where you are in the States. A friend of mine who lives just across the border of New Jersey and Pennsylvania... Mm. Uh, seems to be of the opinion that all unions are really just fronts for the mafia. But I'm not sure that that is true. That does seem like there's more of a association between unions and the mafia, well, and organised crime. It's one of those things that I don't know how much, like, how much of this is rooted in reality. I'm not trying to say that that's never, it's never happened. And how much of it is just capitalist smearing? <laughs> yeah, unions. exactly. How much of it is capitalist smearing? Oh, yeah, yeah. They're, they're bad. They're always associated with the mafia. Uh, and I feel like it's probably a little bit of both. But who knows? I so Not me. Certainly not me. As I mean, organised crime has never had any connection with big business in any way. No, of course not. No, no. It wouldn't happen. They're too upstanding. Uh, uh, exactly. I mean, when, when there's a profit involved, yes, of course, but we have our <laughs> principles. Organised crime doesn't care about profits. It only cares about undermining like socialist institutions, I guess. Right. But I don't know. What do I know? Not a lot. Anyway. I know that there's power in a union. <laughs> yes. Solidarity forever. Yeah. Um. Anyway, 
outside this building, I think outside this building, somebody by the name of Pee Wee. Pee Wee Herman, possibly. I mean, maybe the Pee-wee 80s Herman? was his heyday, so. Sits upon a wall to preach. Um, what does he preach? I don't know. Is he a religious preacher? Is he preaching the virtues of socialism? Is he preaching about something else? I don't know. I don't think it's clear. Is he preaching about the evils of the mafia? Maybe. Maybe he's preaching about the virtues of the mafia. Or or indeed the virtues of the first two Godfather movies, but the evils of the third one, which hasn't come out yet. Because again... <laughs> When did the th- when did Godfather three come out? Like 1990, 1991, somewhere. Really, in there? was it that late? Because I because I saw them all like back to back, but on DVD, and of oh, course okay. the first ones are like the seventies. So I, I knew that the mm. third one was obviously later, but I didn't realize it was that it's much. Quite later. a long gap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I have I've I've seen the first one twice, and the second one about halfway through, and then I haven't. Yeah, I haven't seen the second half of the trilogy effectively. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I really need to sort that out. Although I, I do hear that the third one is pretty lackluster. I mean, I yeah, I'm not a film critic. I remember it feeling Are you definitely not? less engaging than the first two, but I don't know. I didn't watch it and just think like this is terrible. I was just mm. like, oh well, wasn't nothing didn't to write seem home as, about. Didn't seem as good as the other ones, but so yes, so Pee Wee's there and behind the firehouse, firehouse, firehouse. Sorry, I went <laughs> Rammstein there <laughs> for no reason. I mean, he sings it quite aggressively, but not kind it, of like does yeah East German aggressive. I mean, not that all East Germans are aggressive. Indeed. But who is this guy? <laughs> who is this Pee-wee of which you speak? And why does he hang out there specifically? Is he talking to union people? He's just talking to anybody. It certainly sounds like whatever he's saying is engaging enough for people to come to him. Mm. So is it are they engaged by the message? Are they just engaged because he is something to do in a small town? What's the word? Eccentric? Yeah. Yeah. Something exactly. to do in a small town where there's not much to do. How would you describe the music before we dive back into more of the lyrics? Uh, Rocky. Sorry, that's a very simplistic. <laughs> Just a way bit too it. broad. Like narrow it down a bit. <laughs> it is a bit. Well, I mean, it's not as funky as Lightning Hopkins. No, I wouldn't say it's funky at all. No, um, zero funks. This song gives zero. This, funks. Is this another episode where I'm like, this is a bit like Finest Work song? <laughs> it's. I feel. I feel like it has a very different feel. I mean, it, yeah, it has, it has big. A, it has big guitars, but big guitars in a very. I think that's why I mean. It has like it has a certain scope that is similar musically. Um, and then the other thing that ties it together is the Fine's work song seems to be a work song, unions work. And <laughs> I feel like thematically, it kind of sandwiches the album maybe, quite nicely. Maybe, maybe. You're obviously less convinced by this theory than I am, but that's I okay. Mean, the guitars are big on this, but they are so much more aggressive like it's like not quite atonal but just like a lot of force is it's quite percussive and the beginning definitely is yeah yeah the beginning you he's using this um like palm muting technique quite aggressively where Mm -hmm. you just like as as the name implies you're using the the palm of if you're if you're right-handed, the palm of your right hand to kind of dull the strings while you uh, while you strike them. So instead of like the guitar ringing out, it makes this kind of like thuddy, kind of aggressive sound. Which basically like it's th- the basic technique for like most of metal. <laughs> mm. uh, so it's uh, I mean other genres use it as well. It's quite prevalent in punk. I think I've mentioned it earlier in this album on the. 
the uh, on the song Strange, he also uses yeah. it. But this is it's just very aggressive guitar playing, and then you've kind of got the well, even the song starts on this kind of like swirling feedback. Yeah, it's it, I I like it a lot because I am partial to some aggressive guitar playing. I like it. Just going back to the previously aggressive track, I like mm. it more than like than Copkins. Okay. To use your own analogy from your previous episode, I think mm. it is more of a complete song, perhaps. Yes, yeah. I I would say like musically, I like them probably about the same because but they're bringing very different mm-hmm. energies, even though they're both like quite like full on musically. They're just full on in different ways because that's yeah like kind of bouncy and energetic whereas this is more grindy there's a grindy it does feel grindy like it's it's not really like a metal song but it's as close as rem possibly i don't know because we've got many tracks ahead of us but to me it's certainly so far is the nearest that they've got to being metal (laughs) yeah it still seems a fair distance from metal metal still yes yeah but I see what you mean. There's, but it, there's, there's, it kind of yeah. has that more sort of like because you tend to think of metal as being often faster than this, but mm-hmm. the, the, there's there's something kind of sludgy and grindy. Again, this is one of those ones where I kind of go, ah, oh, this is. I see why they were so beloved by bands like Nirvana because they can bring the the aggression and kind of angst and like furious guitars when they want to it's just not what they're famous for yeah i guess certainly when they their bigger hits in the 90s were a little less well they're just more kind of poppy i guess poppy melodic like yeah not always happy because they're quite often like melancholic yeah i think they were quite melancholic but um, just sort of musically but not angry and thrashy and kind of like no (laughs) in a way that this song (laughs) definitely is cool lyric that really grabbed my attention. Don't mm-hmm. know about you, but the uh, "Why do the heathens rage behind the firehouse?" Yes, that one I had to look up because I was like, I have heard this line somewhere. This is this is a quote of some kind, and it turns out I think it is the first line in the King James version of the second psalm in the Old Testament slash the Hebrew okay. Bible. Yeah, so it's could be alternatively tra- translated as, like, why did the nations? Or essentially the word is, like, people who are not Jews. Why did those people rage? But yeah, it's it's just very evocative. There's, there's just... Heathens is a very colourful word. Because you're just, you're just kind of, like, imagining, like, wicker men. Yeah. And, like... Uh, sort of like very dodgy rituals because mm-hmm. uh, it definitely has like a sort of more threatening quality <laughs> than just like I don't know pagans <laughs> yeah I think it's yeah I think maybe it's even associated a bit with like used in a sort of I don't know I was gonna say like bar- barbarian way but mm. but heathens like yeah but like also mo- in like, a... like the mob to use a sort of <laughs> broad like like not a posh person refer to as moneyed people who were <laughs> angry about something yeah but i also think of it as like like akin to the way like the greeks and romans would would say that anyone who mm. who wasn't them was a barbarian it's kind of like in that sort of like yeah group of 
group of words and i know also it also reminds me of uh, uh of lord of the rings uh because i'm a big tolkien nerd when uh uh the steward of gondor goes a bit mad and says that he's going to burn like the heathen kings of old and sets himself on fire weird associations i've got there but yeah um like i say evocative choice of choice of words i am very curious like why they chose the name peewee because it does it does give it like a sort of like it's an odd juxtaposition because it's a very serious sounding song yeah but peewee is just an inherently ridiculous sounding name this this is a huge piece of ignorance on my part and i'm massive apologies if anyone's offended is peewee like a real name i don't I say this as a man called Ian. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It probably is. Because I just. Pee Wee Herman is the only thing I think yeah. of. Uh, which is obviously a character. And with a with like an intentionally odd, for want of a better word, mm. name. Yeah, I mean, I know that there's like Pee Wee Sports, like, which I think it's like okay. kids, like small kids sports, like Pee Wee football, mm-hmm. I've heard of. But yeah, I don't know that it's actually a name name. Um, I'm also curious, like, no idea, but the significance of 151, like, is it just an address? Is it just a street address? Um, I think hmm. a lot of, or I was going to say units, but I think possibly even organizations, like organizations, multiple branches. Hmm. Just have like... Use number designations ah, to, for that particular branch to, of that organization. To differentiate. Uh, yeah, particularly in the US. Mm. Um, the only ones I can think of here are like maybe scouts. Gotcha. And <laughs> um, Christian science churches. No idea. <laughs> maybe like you get like first first Church of Christ scientists, mm, second yeah. Church of Christ scientists, etc. Uh, but yeah, I think that's more of a common thing in the US. Yeah, gotcha. So it'd be like the hun- the hundred and fifty first uh, branch, but I don't know whether that number has particular meaning or whether it just scanned well. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. It it does sound like it, he invests it with a a great sort of portentousness mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that maybe it doesn't deserve, but he, he certainly sells it. There's quite a lot of sinisterness going on in this in the lyric to, to match the the sound, like. Uh, the bit about when he reached up and scratched his head and then fell down and hit the the ground again, it's kind of like that sounds quite. Yeah, it sounds like this kind of this like drunk ranter. Yeah, yeah. He just sits in that place and people come to kind of watch, which is sort of dark in its own way. Yeah, like just observing something that you know is you know not quite right, just for like the spectacle. Yeah, voyeuristic. Yeah, kind of thing. yeah, yeah. yeah. Because you mentioned the drinking thing, because the, the later mm-hmm. line is, wash off the blood, wash off the rum. Exactly. So yeah, this is pretty dark for an album. It, it is, yeah, yeah. I was going to, I meant to um, ask, actually, what do you think of it as a choice to, to end the album? I like it. I like it as a song. I like it musically. I think it ends the album well. Yeah, it's certainly, um, it's certainly a striking choice, but I do feel like it, mm. it gives the album like an interesting arc because... You mentioned uh, Finest Work Song. That, yep. to me, sounds like quite a, an optimistic, uplifting song. Like, I think 
I tiptoed around the word anthemic. This is not that. This is like <laughs> darkness and violence and, you know, heathens and... Yeah. Yeah, fire. Yeah, definitely. Finest work genre is, is a much... And I know I kind of drew a connection between them that felt to me like they were kind of connected in some way. Uh, but Finest Work Song being a much, much more optimistic track. Yeah. So it's ending on kind of a downer, but like it's not. It's certainly not like going out with a whimper. No, no. How are we going to exit this episode, Lynn? On a whimper? That would be ironic, wouldn't it? <laughs> That's how I like it. Um, no, we're going to end briefly, strongly, by saying we'll be back next time to discuss the whole of this album, the whole of Documents, um, and to document our thoughts. Superbly done. We did it again. We did two episodes in a row well if it's a good idea stick with it and it is indeed a fabulous idea yes thanks uh right join us next time listeners goodbye Bye. turn on narrator toggle switch on gdgc podcast at gmail.com dun, 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 dun. Wow, wow, wow. that's what they say